Hello, and welcome to Previously Learn, myself, James Shaw. On this episode of Previously Learn, I had the honour and privilege to have a chat with Oliver Yonchev. Oliver is CEO and co-founder of Flight Story and XMD of Social Chain. Oliver is clearly an incredibly successful and switched on individual, and it's fantastic to hear his lessons. We spoke about aiming high, trying new things, having principles, and listening to your gut. This was an incredibly insightful chat, which I hope you enjoy. As always, please like and subscribe if you enjoy it. Any feedback, good or bad, is always welcome. On that note, let's go. So, Oliver Yonja, thank you very much for joining me today on Previously Learned Podcast. Um, I'll give a very brief uh, spiel about you, your co-founder and CEO of Flight Story, uh, previously MD at uh, Social Chain. So, thank you very much for coming on. I appreciate you are extremely busy. So, I really, really generally do appreciate you coming on. Thank you very much. No, thank you, James. I think it's a, a wonderful premise that you're building your podcast around. So uh, Yeah, so I should explain to uh, people that haven't listened to this one before, but uh, the concept of the podcast is previously learned is I lost my parents fairly recently um, and life doesn't come with a manual. So I was trying to pass on some advice to my kids, um, but as my wife would tell you, what I know isn't really worth knowing. So I want to speak to people that have been there, done that, got a T-shirt, and hopefully one day the kids will listen to the podcast and say, Maybe my old man wasn't speaking a load of rubbish, but these guys know what they are talking about. So, you know, crack on from there. So with that in mind, Oliver, um, any start from a really big question, first of all, but can you remember any lessons or advice you knew growing up? Anything you've taken on board from a young age, which you still listen to now? Yeah, definitely. I, I was really blessed to have um, parents from very different backgrounds. So my... My dad was an immigrant from Bulgaria and came out of a communist country and came to the UK. Um, and my mom was a creative. She was a dancer. So uh, I grew up in Barnsley and uh, a lot of love and uh, a lot of, um, what's the word? A lot of encouragement to try things. So I went through life trying everything. From a young age, I was playing football, tennis, basketball, acting, you name it. I was always trying new things. And I can certainly say that probably shaped me. So foundationally, um, I think any any young person exposing themselves to as many things as possible at a really young age is a great foundation. You're, you're in those years where you're figuring out your identity, you're figuring out who you're going to be in the world, what you like, what you don't, what you're good at, what you're not. Um, and the only way you're going to do that is through trying things and experimentation. So um, that for me was really important growing up. Um, and then outside of that, I think, um, you know, I, I think there's always a lot of pressure on young people to have the answers. And as you'll know, you grow up and you never truly find the answers. Mm. Where it's kids that have grown up. Uh, there's never this moment where oh, it all makes sense. Yeah. So uh, I think we can all empathise with this idea of we're, we're always we're lifelong learners and we're always reiterating and um, should be trying new things. I think it's also uh, you know what I found as well. So you're, when you're younger, you worry about making mistakes, but I guess you learn by making mistakes. But in the same way, being a parent myself, it's not being scared to show my kids that I've made a mistake. It's all right. It's all right to you know do something wrong as long as you learn from it. You know, that's all. That's how you learn, right? It's, it's all part of life, I guess. Yeah, I, I had a I had a conversation with a good friend of mine relatively recently, and um, his family was going through some disruption, and he was quite worried actually about. Um, he's a very busy person, and he was going to be a little absent in his, or certainly not be able to commit the time. And 
uh, our conversation just led down the path of me saying, you know what, I think we've got to give young people, we've got to give children more credit that they're a lot more grown up. And I think if you can have honest dialogues with them early about I'm not perfect, you know, but my intentions are here, I'm doing this for you, etc. Um, I think we, we'd all be surprised how how um, how young people take things on and you can have a really mature conversations around those types of things. Yeah, I mean, I agree. I mean, I'm fine with my son now. He's massively into football and at the age of 10, you know, it's, uh, and it's say to him, it doesn't matter about the scoreline, you know, it's first of all, you've got to enjoy it. If you don't enjoy it, don't do it. You know, we'll find something else you want to do, but he takes it to heart when he gets on the Sunday morning and they, they might be the wrong end of a scoreline, but it's like, as long as you know why you've lost or you can work on it, then you'll be mates on the Sunday morning, make the most of it while you can, you know. Who's your Who's your club, James? Uh, I'm frightened to say this. Uh, I'm a Charlton Athletic season ticket holder. And it's, uh, so that's, why, I, that's why you're saying it doesn't matter about the score. Okay. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, we're so we'll take that. So. <laughs> <laughs> about yourself? You, you're a Barnsley fan? Uh, I'm a Man United fan for my sins, yeah. No, we went up to uh, Old Trafford recently and saw the FA Cup match. It was a good experience, but unfortunately, not our year this year. <laughs> so... Uh, so as I alluded to earlier, you're CEO and co-founder of Flight Story. Um, what you're doing now, is that something you always planned on doing? And how how's your journey to get there? Absolutely not. What I'm doing now is never on my roadmap at all of things I want to do. I grew up saying I am going to be a football player and that was it. Laser focus, that's all I wanted to do. Um, clearly didn't make it as a football player, but um, I did learn a lot of things through playing sports growing up. Um, pursued another passion, music. My my sort of formative career years was as a drummer. Drumming led me into a career in media inadvertently. Media led me in a career into advertising. And fundamentally, I run an advertising and marketing company now. So um, there's there's been uh, lessons in the path I've taken, but it was never it was never clear to me where I was headed. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was just pursuing things I liked, and I started to learn more about what I was good at. And then as I grew into that, just lean more into the things the strengths and the things I were good at. So, I mean, so you're clearly, you know, having many backgrounds, many facets, clearly switched on. Um, do you think that's inherent or can that be learned from a book or is it or is it a combination of the pair? Um, I, I think there I think it's a combination of both, right? I, I, I think there's there's it's undeniable that your environment that you grow in it grow up in and the influences on your early years have a huge shape in how you think feel behave in sort of your future self um and but i do i do fundamentally believe that um you're always accountable there are people that achieve great things from a less than privileged background um i think with the right mindset the right attitude the right being really self-reflective looking back um yeah i i think you can control your own destiny I'm not a believer these things are sort of predetermined but it, it certainly is a combination of both um i'm certainly a byproduct of probably my parents and and, and what i grew up to learn in my environment mm-hmm. positively and negatively right yeah it, it works both ways yeah i mean so i guess it's like the the old question ambition versus talent i think you need a question of both, but then the more you read into talent, is talent actually there in the first place or is it like the, the 10,000 hours concept? You know, it's something you've got to work hard at, but behind the scenes that people don't see, you know, it's a lot yeah. of craft. Yeah, me and my brother are very different. My brother's way more talented than me. He's the type of person that picks things up instantly. 
Um, I'm the type of person that gets obsessed with things and works really hard. Um, it's not to say I can't, I don't have natural abilities, but um, I think anything I've achieved is, is often a byproduct of just commitment, curiosity, and a lot of hard work. Mm-hmm. So again, it goes back to learning, you know, it's yep. trying to try and develop and learn all the time. So with that in mind, it's, this is probably an open question, but what is your definition of success in terms of in life or in business and what are certain traits which successful people have? Yeah, I, I think um, I think we'd I'd be remiss if I didn't say that um, my goals and pursuits were to be happy and fulfilled. And happiness and fulfillment means different things to different people, but that's got to be a foundation. Um, I get a lot of fulfillment uh, from achieving things, and um, I, I I go into work and, and do my professional endeavors, and I get a lot of fulfillment and joy in building with others. So over time, I've I've kind of learnt um, what I get fulfillment in a professional capacity. Uh, but what's important to me is having a good relationship, having good friendships, having you know um, being close to my family. These things matter, um, and pursuing pursuing professional and you know, passions and continuing to improve. Uh, that for me is is where I, I get fulfillment. I guess it's uh I guess it's not always easy to do, right? It's because you're being pulled in many directions from different people all the time, you know, probably from people like me asking you to come on and stuff like this. So it's it's fantastic that you do it. So um with advice, obviously the sex you're in as well, how do you know what advice to listen to? I mean like do you do you generally listen to your own gut feeling or is there like a, a team of people which you actually listen to, but sometimes think, actually, I'm not going to listen to this or, you know? Yeah, I, I think if you think of advice more broadly, there are many influences on our life. There are people we're close to, friends and family. There's social media. Mm-hmm. There are people that we aspire to be, role models, celebrities, athletes, you know, thought leaders, entrepreneurs, mm-hmm. there are people you aspire. Um, and then there are your colleagues and people you spend a lot of time with, right? These are all different influences. Um, what I tend to do is uh, when it comes to any advice, I take a lot of pride in allowing principles to guide me. So, when, for example, we're building a business and the first thing we do is we set out our foundations that we think will lead to a really successful business. So we think these five values or principles will mean that we're going to be successful in whatever we're trying to do. And then if you if you are guided by principles, and I'll give you one example, one might be that we fundamentally believe to be a really successful business in a world that changes very frequently, we need to experiment. Right. If we believe that to be true, then it makes it easy for us to make decisions, right? Like mm-hmm. our decisions is we have a philosophy that we should experiment. So that decision is already made for us. So I think whenever you get in a, a place where you're having to make lots of decisions, you're taking on lots of advice, it's so important that you kind of have a, an objective standard that helps guide you. Mm-hmm. Because I certainly get decision fatigue, you know. The, the, the fun, there's a funny truth about um, as you sort of progress through any career or you take on more responsibilities, um, most of my day is fielding either questions people haven't been able to answer themselves mm-hmm. or problems, right? So if if I, I, I would get complete decision fatigue if I didn't have principles that guided how I think and how I should respond in any given situation. I think it's really interesting. So I think that experiment thing's important as well is, again, it falls back to what you are saying earlier. 
about making mistakes. You know, people people got to have that freedom to experiment, and that's how you learn, right? Again, so and if it does go wrong, it doesn't matter as long as we know why it's gone wrong. You don't do it again. One of, one of my favorite quotes um, is, there are no such thing as losses, only lessons. Mm-hmm. And I think you can harbor on any type of loss or you can use it to learn something about yourself or about that given situation. So uh, I think that's been a really important um, sort of life lesson that I've tried to embody and and, and take note of. Good stuff. So, you know, saying that, so about touching on the gut reaction earlier as well, do you sometimes find it hard to think, I actually listen to that advice. It's really good advice, but I'm just going to go, my gut is telling me to do this. No, absolutely not, mate. I have no problem going with my gut. I have mm. a, I have a, a big ego and <laughs> I have a lot of conviction in my own beliefs. So um, going with my gut is is probably, and that's what I mean by principles. There are things that, you know, I, I fundamentally believe to be true and they help um they help guide my decision making i think the gut your gut your gut is the you know it's really interesting we like dismiss gut as this kind of like fugazi thing that exists but your gut is basically um a whole series of data inputs it's like all your life lessons everything you've learned all your experiences is like embodied in that that sense that feeling that we call the gut right um that's a lot of information so i don't think uh, i don't think as people we we should ever dismiss that gut feeling i think you can't go too far wrong if you mm-hmm. stay anchored to that and it's funny you like when you do something as a person you think and you go against your gut and you know straight away it's that doesn't feel right and it doesn't sit comfortable as well yeah you're a conflict with yourself right mm. The gut is the collective experience of your life, your learnings, all of those things. So if you go against that, you're at odds with yourself. Yeah, that's never, that's never a nice feeling. Um, so I, I think um, ignore it. it. Doesn't mean that you're always your gut's always going to be right, but um, it's probably more right than it's wrong. <laughs> yeah, no, definitely. And sometimes you know, I found myself the older I'm getting as well. I'm a lot more selfish, but for the right reasons. I'm selfish for my family now. And sometimes it might mean not necessarily obsessing people, but I'm going to do something not to please people now, but because it's my benefit of my family's benefit, you know, and it's, and that took a long time to get my head around that. But I think that's, I think that's a concept of time. You know, it's tomorrow's not a given. You've got to do what's right at that time. And if it's not, don't do it. You know, it's, but that is, that's something that I really found difficult to get my head around first of all. And yeah. I think a, a lot of people admit to that. I think um, uh, I'm naturally, like you, quite an agreeable person. Mm-hmm. So my default is um, to say yes to things or to try and please everyone. Um, there was there was something I, I think I was watching like a it was a Mike Tyson clip on TikTok. It was like just some passive clip I saw. And he said, and he, he kind of was describing a situation when you're yes to everything, you're the enemy of self. It was something like that. And the point being is when you're trying to please everybody else, there's only one person that loses in that equation. And it's usually yourself, right? Yeah, it's very true. Very true. But yeah, it's, uh, as I said, it took, I think it took the loss of my dad suddenly for me to realize that. And it's, it's I think there are certain moments in your life which, 
reset yourself you know well i think they're they're certainly though when those tectonic shifts in your life move um it's usually a big it's a huge dose of perspective it's mm-hmm. a huge realignment of what you value and what's important mm-hmm. and it's that i'm undoubtedly it's a huge moment of reflection yeah it's yeah but it's part of life unfortunately i think so um so where you are now what if you're looking back what advice would you give to your younger self um it depends how young um if young young me it'd be have fun try lots of things um 16 to 21 year old me it'd be take as many risks as possible and still continue to do and try more things yeah and then me a few more years ago uh if you have an ambition, uh, a business that you want to start, start before you're ready. Mm-hmm. So those are the three bits of advice I say younger me would uh, would go through. Would you listen to your own advice? I, maybe, maybe, probably, <laughs> probably not. Right? Who who listens to? Um, you tend not to listen to your own advice sometimes, even if you know it's right. Yeah. <laughs> In terms of dealing with people. Um, do you have certain non-negotiables that you just will not tolerate or certain traits? It's like, do you know what? This could be good for, I guess it's going back to your principles, what you are saying earlier, you know, but it's like, no, that is, that's our line in the sand on that one. That That's what we're standing fast to. Yeah, I think in a professional capacity, there's certainly characteristics that I think um, uh, admirable qualities that make you a great team player, a great leader, a great contributor. In a personal capacity, I think it's uh, there's certain qualities you look for in friendships, in relationships. So yeah, there are there are definitely things that um, I would say, and it's real obvious stuff. You know, I think whenever you work in a team or you have friendships, family, I think trust, authenticity, character. Um, those things matter more than any kind of skills or talent. Mm-hmm. Um, I think when you're looking at friendships, uh, you're you're the you're you're basically the byproduct of the five people you spend the most time with. Mm-hmm. So make sure those five people are people that you admire, um, and you can kind of steal a piece of them. Same yeah. with a partner; like a life partner is the most important decision you'll ever make. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's important that you choose wisely. So yeah, I, I certainly have things that I look for in people, and I think as you get older, you have a renewed appreciation. It was really interesting. Um, someone once said to me a long time ago that you put very little thought into your friends you know it's kind of your your friends are usually a byproduct of who you're around who you work with but yet you'll put so much effort into something like a relationship you'll see mm-hmm. out you'll date you'll do all those things um and actually your friends can be as meaningful in in, in sort of your relationships in life so um yeah i i, I certainly think there's there's things that i would I would look for, but it's very personal to each person. No, definitely. Um, so in terms of where you are now, big question, but what are your plans for the future? You know, where, where can you see Flight Story going? Sorry. Yeah, plans for the future. So for Fly Story, we're a very ambitious business. Um, we're going through a huge amount of growth right now uh, in the media where we've just invested in two businesses, which will be integrating them into the company. So that means another 100 people join our business in the next three weeks. So that's a transformation in many respects. Um, we'll have now offices across four different countries. So we'll have um, expanded internationally. 
And now we go into the next phase of our growth. And I, I think we it's certainly one of the best teams or probably the best team I've ever worked with. I think we have a very clear why we exist in the world. I think we're I'm biased, but I think we're very good at what we do. Um, and I'd love to, over the next few years, uh, take the team on a journey that's incredibly fulfilling. So from a work capacity, um, we're going after the world. We're aiming high. And in a personal capacity, you know, um, uh, you know, continue to have great relationships with uh, partners, friends, family, um, and uh, yeah, have a family at some point in the not too distant future would be cool. Good stuff. Start off with a dog. <laughs> so... Yeah, I have. Uh, funnily enough, uh, I've got. Uh, uh, I did have a dog, but I moved to the US and left it with my mother <laughs> to look after. But I am looking at getting a dog in the not too distant future. We got a. Uh, we got a dog during lockdown. Always wanted one, and it's like it's funny how they become part of the family. But we've got a Labrador, and it's as mad as a bag of frogs. It really is. It's just insane. But uh, they're, meant to, they're meant to mellow out when they're two, but we're still waiting. But <laughs> um, so you know, going back to where you are now, is there anything key things that you've actually learned from life? You know, and and a legacy that you want to pass on, or is there anything key key things that stick out? Yeah, you know, it's such a such a big question. I think um, everyone should pursue happiness, whatever that means to them. And happiness isn't for me this hedonistic thing where you're having good time all the time. Happiness is like being fulfilled, having good relationships, being a positive person, and contribute to those around you. Um, aiming high, trying new things. That for me is that for me is life. And um, yeah, it's very easy when the backdrop of the world's quite a dark place to lose sight of some of the more positive things in the world. It's very easy to get to a uh, a place that is self. I'm the biggest believer in like optimism is really self fulfilling. It's funny how if you have a really optimistic view on life, um, luck tends to work with you and not against you. So. Yeah. I, I think if you're a pessimist, equally, that can be self-fulfilling. So um, only advice I would say is just stay optimistic, even in even when things are tough. And, and that's just, you know, part of life. That's one thing I say to the kids, just laugh, just smile. Doesn't matter how bad it is, you'll get yourself yeah. through it, but just laugh. It's And, you know, it's... Uh, once you start laughing, other people start laughing, which makes life a lot easier, you know? In infectious, it absolutely is. Yeah, good stuff. Now, listen... It's short and sweet. I'm very, very conscious of your time. I know you're incredibly busy. Um, so I just want to say thank you very much for your time on that. I really do appreciate it. Yeah, thanks, James. And uh, really nice chatting to you. And uh, yeah. I, I do really love the uh, the premise of the podcast. So happy to, happy to help and contribute in any way I can. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Proof to Learn. Again, I thought Oliver was a great guest and I've certainly got some key takeaways from it. Notably, that we can control our own destiny and the importance of trying new things. As mentioned, please leave any comments or feedback as it really does help us to grow the podcast. Until next time, speak soon.